Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. It's 99.9 KISW Metal Shop and Northwest Terror Fest is going on at the end of this month. And I believe the the first band or one of the first bands is it uh, on the 31st. You're the first band of the day. Vitriol from Portland, Oregon. They are now on Century Media Records. On the phone right now, Kyle Rasmussen, the guitarist and the vocalist for this band. Uh, Dude, nice to talk to you, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you guys have uh, you guys have been killing it. Your your uh, last EP was awesome. Came out a couple years ago. You guys have been posting some teasers from the studio. Uh, you recording your debut full length album for Century Media Records. Uh, what can you tell us about the album and uh, when can we expect it to come out, man? Mm. Well, I sadly can't reveal too much until uh. we should we 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 will be announcing uh, an actual release date soon. Um, but until then, I can, you know, I will, I can say, what can I say? Yeah, we keep it uh, veiled, we keep it mysterious. Yeah, <laughs> I can say that we will definitely have new music to hear in some capacity by early fall. Okay. Of of this year, whether or not that's an album that's out entirely or singles or what, I don't know. Oh, but, so you guys are like pretty yeah. uh, pretty early in the process then, eh? Or, or am I right? Or we're actually I... not. Actually, <laughs> actually, we're not. Okay. We actually have. A, I can say that. I can, here's what I can't say that okay. we have a full <laughs> album done. Nice. Um, that I am. We're actually in the process of mixing right now. Okay. But for people that don't know behind the curtain of the industry, there's a lot that goes on between. Matt, the, delivering the master of a full-length record and the public receiving it oh, in yeah. a physical format. So it's months and months and months of marketing and planning and this, this, and that. So, yeah, yeah the album is definitely done. We're not in the early stages of that, but um, certainly in the early stages of making sure it is as impactful as it can be once cool. it is and- available. Who are you? Can you tell us who you you worked with on the yeah, album? Yeah, where are you guys? Where are you? Where, where are you guys working? Yeah, well, we did the EP with uh, same kind of the same team. Like we were really happy with how the EP came out. We had been searching for kind of our sound, so to speak, for a while, and yeah. uh, we ended up tracking uh, at a local studio and down in Portland um, with a guy named Derek Lisi for the EP and the, it ended up being mixed by a guy named Taylor Young. Oh yeah. From uh, also, twitching yeah. tongues and nails. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Dude, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. So he mixed the EP. He was really excited about it. We had a uh, hometown guy master it. He did a great job. And, you know, it was just kind of going into the full length. It was like, look, we're doing it bigger. We're doing it better. But, you know, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. <laughs> let's, you know, let's determine what we did right about the EP, why it was a success and the way it was to us, to our ears and 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 capture that. So Taylor brought this kind of none of us are a huge fan of, of modern trends and modern metal production. Okay. So when going into how do we make 
something that could be technically defined as, you know, characteristically defined as technical metal that doesn't sound like modern, quote unquote, tech death, right? Sure. Wow. All so right. Like, you got my curiosity we, peaked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I was just, you know, like, who do we go to that can achieve that? Someone that, that doesn't, won't just default to that voice, you know? And when a buddy of mine who had a connection with Taylor brought that up, I was like, yeah, I mean, if, if there's one band, if there's a guy in a band that can understand, like, an oppressive sonic template, it's a guy in nail. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> it's a guy <laughs> hey. in nails, you know what I mean? So it's like I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I don't even know if you are interested in this, doing this kind of stuff, but I like your work. I like the aesthetic of your, your mixing. And he was really into it, luckily, and did a great job. Oh, that's cool. And then we had a guy do more of a polished master on it to kind of give it that articulation that it needed. And, yeah, so we're just sticking with the same dream team. Taylor is working on the mix of the full length right now. Awesome. Uh, clearly, you guys have been putting a, and like a lot of effort and thought into the, the the whole package of this album. And we have a lot of uh, people that are we're good friends with here up here in the Northwest that are like uh, really huge uh, cover art. The heavy metal art, you know, art is a huge industry. Yeah. Heavy metal art is a huge, huge industry. Absolutely. Uh, who do you guys? want to tell us who you're working with for the cover art or like how did yeah, you I can tell you that we actually the cover art's done it's been done for some time I actually reached out to so little minor backstory with that is a, a big influence on me personally and for vitriol sound was a lot of the late 90s Brazilian you know whether it be Christian or you know a, a lot of the later Floridian stuff like diabolic and yeah. cool. Um, you know, so a guy that whose work was so closely tied to my favorite kind of epoch of extreme metal was, is Joe Patagno. Okay. Um, who did, you know, the motorhead logo. Yes. Wow. You know, he's like in his seventies. Right. So yeah. he's like, you know, he, he did art for, you know, big bands in the seventies. And then somehow through his, I have a book, you should, if you don't know about his story, read about him. He has a book out there. He's, he's an incredible character. Hey, and, toss and his name back out. Uh, a lot of people are listening, right? Toss his name back out so people can. Yeah. It's Joe Patogno. He did a lot of, I mean, if you, you've seen it, he's done album art for vital remains for angel corpse for diabolic. Yeah. He did almost all of Christian's early album art awesome. covers. You know, he did, um, it, you, you'll know his work sure. and he, oh, yeah. he's most famous for doing everything Motorhead has really ever put out. He's That's designed so cool. everything they've ever done. So I just reached out to him on whim. I found his email on metal archives and I was like, yo dude, <laughs> I don't know if you're still doing this. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, yeah, and I'm like, here's the deal. This is my band. This is a, an EP. This is a demo. I actually reached out to him years ago. I got this ball rolling like three years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and thinking I, ahead, I was, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was like, you know, here's some lyrics, here's some tracks, let me know what you think. And he was really struck by it. He was like, yeah, I'm still doing it. He's in the 70s, and he uh, busted something out extremely, extremely special for us, and I'm very excited to it, – it definitely elevates the whole piece. So, yeah, I'm glad you, you mentioned that, you know, we're definitely taking every step. Yeah, you got it, man. That's the world we know, live yeah, in now. <laughs> yeah. It's nice, yeah, and it always has been, you know? Yeah, it is and it isn't. You know, I mean, it's you also have people that are kind of racing the clock in terms of, right. you know, we, we have a reduced attention span everywhere. You know, certainly not, it's not a, a problem exclusive to the metal community. It's just people can't be bothered. And people feel the pressure, like artists feel the pressure to, to be 
prolific, you know, to continue to put stuff out, to be heard constantly. Right. To, right. You know, you're you're constantly operating on the fear that you'll be forgotten, you know. Yeah, but, but people but, just simply don't want to take the time to, like, spend five years making a record. You know what I mean? Like, no one wants to do that because they feel like they can't survive. Exactly. Like, who are you again? Yeah. Oh, five years later? Yeah. Like, you got it. Yeah. yeah. So, but, man, exactly. I, I'm just glad you guys are putting in the, the, the work because uh, more often than not, when bands do that, the finished product is ten times better than it yeah. could have been if you just rushed it out, you know? Yeah, it's very important to take and, your time. And now's the time for you guys to really get that focus and whatnot because now you guys are on one of the biggest uh, metal and, and hard rock labels in the world, Century Media, so you have that pedestal to really, your light will yeah. shine that much more. Yeah, well, that's what I told you. know, I told when Philip from Century Media reached out to us, you know, I was like... I, I've always said all we need is the door opened and well yeah. like as soon as as soon as the teeth are sunk in you know it's like that's really all you need you yeah. just need that just let me you know just the 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 15 minutes so to speak that just like the give me a shot give me a and, shot and we'll you know. prove you right exactly right so we we were fortunate enough to get this shot of shots I guess with Century Media and we're definitely not going to squander it so we're putting everything we have into making this album as important as it possibly can. And I, I say with, without reckless confidence, with no reckless confidence, that, that, it will, <laughs> that it will not, yeah, that it will not, uh, it, it will absolutely deliver. Even the, with the highest expectation someone might have, it, yeah, it will well, not I, disappoint. I like so it. Nice, I feel man. I like it. Very confident about that. Good. That's awesome. Well, uh, I had a question about a song that we actually played on Metal Shop this past Saturday. Uh, A few months back, you guys had a video pulled from YouTube for the song The Parting of the Neck. I believe that was the story. What was the deal with that? Was it like a controversial video or was it graphic? You guys got pulled, I mean, I don't, to be honest, yeah, I'm not trying to dig it up. It wasn't something we tried to do to be, it was an unfortunate misunderstanding of, of a decision. The reality is we released a video on YouTube when we weren't a high-profile act. So when you're making deci- creative decisions with your work uh, and nobody knows who, who you are, <laughs> right. you certainly don't have to be as... Discerning. Um, it, it, yeah, it was, it, was, it was genuine audio of uh, human tragedy that upset a lot of people. Fair enough. That's what I'll say. Okay. I'm not trying to... You know, dig yeah. up some clickbait right. BS. But, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, we don't need know? to focus. Yeah. on I just want to hear it from the from yeah. the mouth, from your own mouth. You know, you know. So yeah, exactly. Clear, it, was, it, it, was a, it was an artistic decision that unfortunately basically got read as some like like loose uh, juvenile attempt to be like an edge or, or edgy. Yeah. yeah, and that's you know that's that's where the responsibility of the artist comes in, and regardless of what your intent is, if if that's how it's read, then you failed. You know what I mean? So it's like, that wasn't really, that's not what it meant. That's not what I wanted it to mean. And it is what it is. And you learn and you move on. Yeah, that's cool that you can, uh, that you're not defensive about it and you can take understanding of that. That's cool. Yeah, so that's, I think, one of the biggest parts of that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of communication discourse that followed that with people of, you know, family members of the person um, in question even. And, you know, there was a lot of, good information shared there's a lot of things you know i i learned a lot as someone that deals with difficult subject matter and the stuff that i make right. and that's important you know it's important to figure that stuff out hey, amen hey you know so what i want to do right now is just kind of pivot and go back let's go back let's go back in time a little bit yeah. 
Uh, one of our favorite questions to ask here on Metal Shop is uh, what we call like your light bulb moment, and a lot of us have that moment. In fact, I would argue that the majority of us have that moment. When we were a kid, there was either a family member or an album you heard or a concert you went to or a song that you, you know, something like that. What was a light bulb moment for you? What made you want to start getting into heavy music? What made you want to start playing guitar? Like, is there a specific moment where you're like, yo, this is it now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Six years old, four horsemen beating me in the face from a silver Sony boombox that my dad awesome. had in the living room. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. That's, I mean, I, I can tell you what the carpet smelled like. Yeah. Like, you want to, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that was, that moment was, you know, certainly one of the more, that might be my most memorable. That might be my earliest memory, frankly. Damn. Well, it wow. sounds like some sort of like metalhead virtue signaling, yeah. but it's no, true. That's you, like, though. It, it's just like it's true, man. Like that that, you know, my I was lucky enough that uh I had a stepdad that came into the picture that, you know, my mom was kinda of robbing the cradle, a younger guy that was <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, grew up grew up with the whole Bay Area thrash thing and That's awesome. You know, turned me on to, you know, Testament, Metallica and Slayer and Aussie and all that so stuff. But right it was really age Metallica. Of six years old, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I was lucky. I was lucky to kind of grow up around that stuff. So um, it definitely, you know, expedited the process of discovering heavier things, you know, where like a lot of my friends that listen to heavy music now, they're like, yeah, I got started with punk and whatnot. I'm right. like, no, dude, right. I was no. just mainlining thrash. I was like mainlining Slayer at six. So it's like, of, nice. co- of course, like, of course my band is going to sound, you know, the way it does. So be, getting into metal that early, were you in, uh, were you in any bands prior to Vitriol? Yeah. Yeah. I was in a, uh, uh, kind of like a death core death metal band back in the day called Those Who Lie Beneath. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I remember, um, I remember that band. Yeah. I think I saw uh, you guys we, with, uh, Open Fire. Maybe, yeah. Wow, yeah. That yeah. Would have been, yeah, we played. That's we did weird. A, a I was in Open Fire. <laughs> I was in that <laughs> Really? Band. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I played awesome. bass in that band. So cool. Wow. That's awesome. Wow, we're going yeah, back, I'm, baby. We're going all the way back. Yeah, I know Steve still. And, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I know all those dudes. I know Fish. I hang out with, I don't know if you know John, but I hang out with John all the John time. John Barron used to be the metal shop intern. He used to be, our, he was our first intern, man. John Barron was yeah. at at the studio while we were tracking our album. Whoa! Oh, all right, snap. All right. It's a small world. We're opening up pathways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, we did a we played a, a, a lot of local stuff. You know, we did like the fitness fest stuff like ten years ago back. back oh in the yeah, day. we the did. Viaduct, yeah. You know, did some shows with Behemoth and stuff up there. Oh nice. We did a little like West Coast Northwestern run with them um, in like 2009. So we did some stuff. We did touring. We did a, like. We toured with the Red Chord. We had a tour. Sick. We had like some international tour with Rotten Sound that got canceled because of a volcano. But yeah, we were <laughs> we were doing stuff, and then I got to a point where I joined that band. I'm 30 now, and I joined that band when I was 17. And I was, you know, at that age, you're just like, I just want to play heavy stuff. Sure, yeah. You know, like, and at, at that, you know, what was that? If that was 13, almost 14 years ago, mm-hmm. that was where if if you were that age in that time and you wanted to play amongst peers, it was going to be something core-related, likely. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? Like the job for Cowboys and the Suicide Silences, well, or even right, heavier exactly. than that. Yeah. That's where a lot of the kids that, were, you know? Yeah. All that stuff was coming out right then. You know, the Faceless had like, just released like their album, yep. right, their first record right then. 
So that was in the air, you know, and it was like, I didn't care. You know, I'm like, I just want to play, play heavy music. I, at the time was more into like the suffocation, the immolation, that kind of thing. Totally. But I was like, yeah, whatever, man. Oh, so, so you must that. be real good friends uh, with John. <laughs> real good yeah. friends with Mr. John Barron <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. He has, yeah. We have a similar mindset, a lot of that yeah. stuff, but he, uh, <laughs> Yeah, with uh, I just kind of had to sit down with the guys. I had a heart to heart, and I was like, "Look, you know, like going into this next record, you know, I definitely want my heart just isn't in this kind of thing. And if everyone's invested in moving into this, you know, kind of more extreme direction, um, let's do that. If not, you know, we gotta makes make a move. Figure it out. We gotta part ways. You know, whatever we gotta do. Totally. Which was hard because it was like being twenty or twenty one and like wanting to basically proposing to throw away like a career that was working at the time was yeah. a very difficult thing to try to come to terms with and start over um, and yeah. was commercially yeah, viable yeah. In, in a sense that yeah, like that, that exactly. sound was, is very commercially viable at the time at least. Yeah, exactly. So it was tough. It was a luckily, um, I say luckily, but the, well, it, the band kind of, the, the band just kind of, you know, dissolved on its own. It was okay. interpersonal issues and, 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 you know, Jay, the vocalist went off to um, be in a, the, the band I Declare War. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie, yeah. I played yeah, a bunch of shows Jamie with that, that. band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know those guys, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So he, he went off and did that years and years and years. He did that shortly after those, so I mean, broke up. So basically, the last nine, nine, eight, nine years of my life has been, you know, making vitriol, like figuring out what vitriol was in yeah, terms of sound and identity and and whatever and it's been a lot of ups and downs you guys are making moves though right now man it's really really cool to see hey you know what i do i want to follow that up right now and like this is a question we ask a lot and it doesn't have to necessarily be anything extreme but if you have one if we were to like hit play on like your cd player radio or device or whatever like are there any bands that are knocking your socks off whether they be metal or whatever like what are you listening to right now like what's what's going on I already heard. I think my there's a black a French black metal band called Drastus um, that put out a record like a month or something ago. Um, God, I'm I'm failing. Hey, that's okay a, though. That, opportunity yeah, especially I don't if it's the new name to you. Album right now. But yeah, D R A S T U F. Uh, we got to check it out. That thing is. I'm telling you, I showed it. I've shown it to a few people. Uh, and I haven't heard a single person that was underwhelmed by it. But yeah, that um, the new uh, Aerotos, which is was done, is a an, another black metal release that was done by the guy uh, uh, who is also responsible for Nightbringer and Oculus. And nice, okay. SDR Arcana and Excommunion. You know, like uh, so that that release is really really strong. I've been listening to that. Um, as far as new stuff this year, that's about it so far. Um, there's a oh, the uh, Piss Grave. I mean, I feel like I can say that. That's a band name. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll Might not be that. able to show the album cover though. That thing is insane. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, uh, that. Oh, and that. Uh, this was last year. I was late on the boat to this one, but that Infernal Coil, that new Infernal Coil. Oh record. yeah, dude. That was guys from Dead uh, in the Dirt. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. And I realized it was. I was like, <laughs> I heard their first LP, The Burning Prayer of Infinite Hatred. And I'm yeah. like, this is, you know, dope, noisy, harsh stuff. I, I liked it. And then uh, I heard the, the new, newer album and I was like, man, this is even better. And then I decided to look deeper into the band and realized it was a guy from Ten in the Dirt. And I saw them open for Sun 
with Attila back in the day. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, and they were great. I remember seeing Dead in the Dirt and being like, damn, this band really surprised me, really knocked my socks off. And so it, it adds up. But that band's rad. Hell yeah. I'd love to tour with that band, actually. And Let's make it happen. That's, uh, in that corner, yeah. Predestination. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome, dude. Oh, yeah, hey. there's, like, there's four name drops for you. I feel like I'm good. That's yeah, good. you got we'll it. We'll shout them out. Yeah. We'll give them a tag. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <Yeah>. so, <laughs> hey, I feel like, should we go into the, if you hosted him, like, he kind of just named yeah, the bands he that he would want to play. Exactly. Yeah. So let's let's ask you uh, one of our favorite questions to ask. Uh, just got a couple more. If you could pick a scar on your body and Ooh. tell us the story about how you got that scar, yeah, Kyle. Man, hit us. Oh, man, you couldn't ask us at a better time, man. Oh, nice. Nice. Big vertical abdominal scar where I had a last year, year and a half ago, or part part of the the ironic beauty of this success story that Vitriol is having is this time last year I was spending three months in a hospital bed. Damn. Oh my God, what uh, happened, yeah, I man? Had no idea. I had a I had Crohn's disease. I didn't know I was oh, having. Wow. I was suffering from chronic abdominal pain for a couple of years, and you know, no health insurance, whatever. It was just like I know what that's I'm like. Yeah. Developing a food allergy you know, whatever. I just wrote it off, you know? And, uh, one morning it was just crippling and my friends took me to the hospital and they were like, yeah, you got a hole in your intestine. Oh my so, God. Did you have to have some of your intestines cut out? Oh yeah. Twice. The first surgery failed. They had to do it again. <laughs> oh my God. They botched it. Thanks guys. Yeah, it was brutal, dude. It was so, so so and that was before that was right when vitriol was like building like we had just discussed like the release of the ep like we had just released the ep with uh everlasting spew we had done the music video for victim like i you know eight mm-hmm. months prior or something like that so like we were just kind of trying to get to the point that we are now yeah and then it was like we didn't even know if i was going to survive god damn so it was it was it was really like high high to like oh my god we're gonna lose everything to Century Media wants to sign you, <laughs> and now <laughs> you have some more gruesome stuff to sing about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and now I have a really cool battle star. There you go. Hey, well, we're talking to Kyle Rasmussen uh, from Vitriol in Portland. Uh, that Northwest connection, staying true, yeah. and yeah. Uh, they're going to be playing uh, Northwest Terror Fest coming up the very final weekend of May, all across Capitol Hill. Hey, man, like. I love talking to you. you. You're a rad dude, and we should hang out when you, when you come yeah, up here for I that. Agree. I didn't know we had so many, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many mutual hey, connections. So, so yeah, what, like, you guys have a huge, huge record going to be coming out maybe later in the year. What are some of your goals uh, for, for 2019 here, for the rest of the year while you're, you know, wrapping things up with Vitriol? Well, for this we're going to be hitting, yeah, well, we're going to be hitting the, the visual aid hard over the next handful of months we're just making sure we're going to give you plenty of reasons to to keep your attention through every riff of the album in terms of give you plenty of ways to engage with this material so we're leaving no stones left unturned in that way and we're going to make sure we're delivering that as high of a quality as, as we are in the record itself so it's that and then preparing for a lot and a lot of touring you know, making sure that yeah. the live show is on par with with the record, because that's the thing. Is like if you're gonna, if you gotta, you gotta walk the walk if you're gonna talk the talk, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I can say now that we know you were pretty much born for this. You are like uh, a bionic metal machine. So that's what you were born for, man. Is you got to be on tour, playing music to people, sharing the death metal uh, uh, gospel. Yeah, I don't you got know, anti gospel. Yeah. You got a yeah. calling, dude. Oh, yeah. You got to sure. fulfill. You got to fulfill it. 
So we wish you the yeah, best of luck you. with that, and we'll thank be conti- uh, following along with it and uh, playing your jams. And uh, we look forward to hearing the new record. But uh, we, we're going to see you at Northwest Terror Fest on May 31st. Is there any final words you want to say to the Seattle audience before we see you on the 31st at Northwest Terror Fest? If you want to hear six out of the ten songs on the new record, come on out. Nice. Awesome. Kyle. There you go. Kyle, we appreciate your yeah. time, man. Uh, Kyle right, from Vitriol. Me. I really appreciate it. Hey, we'll, we'll catch up with you again right about the time Absolutely. that record comes out. Mark my words. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be talking to you to soon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kyle, <laughs> thank right, you guys, again so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.